When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the junk journal podcast, the joy of junk journals. Yes, yes, this is the place coming from my car today. This is the old SUV driving around town. Um, Let me put the air window, the air window, the fan down, (laughs) the air window down called the vent so we can hear each other. Well, I can hear. Do I hear you? Hello? Hello? Oh, there you are. Okay, thanks. Um... So, uh, did you make it through the holiday? Well, I guess we're sort of halfway through the holiday, right? We're, we're on the back side of Christmas. We're on the pre side of Happy New Year. And here we go. <laughs> and um, so today's topic is thriving versus curling up and not thriving. <laughs> yes. Um, crafting has a funny way of encouraging something out of us, coaxing something out of us, even when we don't feel good, or if, uh, or maybe we do feel good, maybe we feel, we feel grand, and we can't wait to play in our colors, and our papers, and our paints, and, and all of our fun little toys that we've gathered. Maybe we need a distraction um, so that we can thrive, and it is possible to thrive even with everything is working against you. If you have all arrows pointed at you, whether it be family, whether it be health, whether it be Omicron, whether it be, you know, financial situation, you can always craft. And that is such a blessing and such a comfort um, to know that there's a space and a place and you don't need much. You can use what you have. If you get your creativity hat on, your Indiana Jones adventure hat, and you meander around the house and you gather a few things, um, maybe it's packaging, maybe it's old clothing, maybe it's old bedding, who knows? Um, Yanking down the curtains like uh, Scarlett O'Hara creating the dress. There we go. And then the classic, if you you ever saw it, the... (laughs) I laughed just thinking about it. The Carol Burnett episode when she played Scarlett O'Hara. And she's got the curtain rod still in the dress. I love that scene. It's so funny. Those of you will know who have seen it, I am sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's always a way. And um, yeah, um, and it's up to us to redirect ourselves. It isn't up to anybody else. We can have loving family members and friends who help guide us. But if we are stuck in our little... Uh, rut and refuse to be moved, it's not going to happen. So sometimes the permission of allowing it to happen, even for us, is wandering into the craft room or or just grabbing some papers and sitting on the couch and uh, you know just seeing what you got. Maybe uh, you've got an old sewing collection that you've ignored, and I think you're going to find a plethora of interesting craft supplies in there why don't you go open that box you know you know the one it's it got stuck in the attic or it's in the basement or it's in the closet at the back these little 
bits and bops of things that oh, you might need someday. All those little sewing kits, you know, that we eternally save. Sewing kit after sewing kit with all the multicolored threads. Wouldn't it be fun to just do some blanket stitch around a journal card with sewing thread? Just thread and needle, nothing fancy. Um, that might be fun. That might be, that might be a nice relaxing thing to do. See, normally, like sewing for me is a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> and I'm learning uh, slowly. And, um, but then hand sewing, slow stitching, super challenge because I know not of what I do, but I, I forge forward just to see what happens. Like maybe just somehow through the ethers, I will discover some unknown stitch to mankind and be able to show you guys in a video. Okay, maybe not likely, but um, <laughs> um, at least I can play with those darn sewing kits that I've collected over the years um, that have all those pretty little colored threads in them. Um, am I a big button sewer honor? No, never was through my whole life. The uh, 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 shirt loses a button. Yep, there, there it is. Uh, the old safety pin came out and we held it together for a while like that. I'd save the button if I if I captured the button, if it didn't shoot under the, the bedroom dresser. Um, and then I'd put, I'd put it there on the, the dresser top and say to myself, okay, I'm going to put this button on. With true conviction, said sternly, with, with gravity in my voice, and then I walk out that room and I never look at that button again until it comes time to clean off the dresser top and it just gets whoofed away, <laughs> probably off the back of the dresser. And then I find it years later when I finally redecorate the room. <laughs> um, but now buttons seem a little bit more interesting. They don't get glued or they don't get sewn on that much, but I really like the look of a sewn on button. So what I can do is because sometimes you get the after it's after the thought, you know what I mean? Like you construct the journal cover and then you want to sew on the button. So there you are. What do you do? Well, you can take the button and take some thread and tie a knot through the button itself, like a little bow on the front or something, or in back, however you want to do it, and then just glue the button to it. There's a little way around it. I mean, sometimes when uh, one is not proficient at pre-thinking everything and mapping it out way ahead of time, but you just sort of want to amble along and enjoy the journey, uh, you can kind of figure out little ways to still uh, achieve your desired look, but you may have to go through a back door to get it. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, but it's, it's okay. It's okay to try things and do things and, um, you know, like something that you would never do in traditional clothing sewing. It's okay to cut, um, I, I don't want to say cut a corner bit. Like, it's like, what can I do at this point? You know, um, where could I go? Is my idea, should I abandon it? Should I just toss it off in the street or should I, should I bring it in and dust it off and give it a little bath and say, okay, okay, let's just see what we've got to work with here and let's try again. I think a lot of it is um, being gentle with yourself and um, just saying, okay, this is what happened. I attempted this project. It's not going as planned. And sometimes it's okay just to give yourself a little bit of permission, a little bit of softness, a little gentleness, a little crafty hug and say, it's okay. Let's just try it from another angle or let's use a different technique or let's check out on YouTube to see how somebody else solved this problem or let's let's ask Aunt Sally down the street. Maybe she knows. She knows everything about da 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 or, um, you know, um, there like a million and one ways uh, to solve a problem. So there we go. There's a lot of a lot of different things we can do. So thriving with your crafting, I think, may come 
from whatever reason you took to get in that room or in that space to craft, something else can come out the other side. And sometimes it's not about the project at hand. It's about the person. It's more about the crafter and their experience. And if they're having a good time or if they're going into a place in their mind where they're allowing themselves to experiment, to uh, stretch beyond what is familiar... Or maybe they're going in there to zen out to do a lot of very familiar, like we were doing yesterday, um, just paper punching, paper punching, paper punching, paper punching, just for the zen of it, just for the relaxation of it, just for the non-thought, easy, no, it's mindless, the brain can relax, and uh, that's why we went in there. But let's say all of a sudden you get an idea. And this happens when you go through repetitive motion after repetitive motion. All of a sudden, something new pops into your head. But, but what if I, and if I added, or if I took away, or if I cut, or if I tore the paper, or if I um, added some bling, if I added some color, um, what could I do with it then? Or how can I look at this as something completely different? Maybe it's not just a heart. Maybe it's a book cover shaped like a heart. Maybe it's um, something, you know, beyond, maybe I can make an envelope out of it. Maybe I can make pretty writing paper out of it. Maybe I can make a bookmark out of it, out of a heart. Maybe I could do that. If I was going to do that, how would I do that? How would I go forth and do that? Uh, sometimes just giving yourself a little head scratcher moment and asking yourself, if, what if, what if, what if? And your brain loves to fill in the void. The void of, oh, oh, okay, you're asking me that question? Well, I'll give you some what ifs. Maybe you could do this. Or what about that? Oh, you couldn't do that. Why not? What if you did? Nobody's looking. It's okay. Just do it. See what happens. And it's only paper. Remember that. It's only paper. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, so when do you know that you're thriving in your crafting? Uh, do you know it when you get that little skip in your step when you get that feeling like oh please don't anybody bother me from my family because I've, I've got this awesome idea and I just want to run with it and I know that if with a little quiet focused thought I can go places I've got an idea let me run with it and uh, uh, or sometimes you make one thing and you look at it and you say to yourself huh well, now I got an idea how I can change this a little bit. Maybe if I did that instead of this, that would just take it to a different level. Maybe that would increase the enjoyment factor of making it. Or maybe it's, um, it's not about what the item looks like at the end. Maybe it's just about the experience you have. The punching of the papers was a lot of fun. It was just fun. Well, okay, the, the, the ones that were hard to punch were not fun. No fun with the hard punchers. But with the easy punches, oh, there's something very, very satisfying about punch, 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 punch. Um, it is. Uh, so just getting lost in that. And then, of course, you have all these pretty little uh, pieces after. And you're thinking, oh, what could I make with these? These are so pretty. Um, you know, and you start, your head starts to swirl. And uh, ideas start to flow. Creativity starts to happen right before your eyes. And you don't, of course, and you, you know, life gets in the way and obligations. And, you know, um, let's say the kids need to be dressed. The animals need to be fed. The bed needs to be made. The laundry needs to be done. Okay, but you can use all that time to percolate on that idea. That's right. Your brain is still your friend. 
It's still an active craft space. So I want you to know that just because you're not sitting down at your spot, that doesn't mean your crafting stops. You actually take your craft space and your creativity with you. So when you're folding the laundry and you're doing stuff, kind of notice um, what you're doing. Like you're folding. You could be folding paper in the same manner you fold your laundry. Maybe you want to cut out little um, items that look like clothing. You know what would be really fun? to make some paper dolls. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, I was just thinking, you know, like maybe like the basic ginger man look, you know, not very, you know, not highly artistic or anything, but just a little basic shape. You can probably find it on the internet for free. And uh, just cut out a bunch of papers in um, a person shape. And then you could cut out little clothing. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For the person, wouldn't that be, that would be so cute. Handmade, um paper dolls and clothing. Um, that could be a great way to use up scraps. Wouldn't that be, I just want to run home and do that right now. Okay. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to run home and make paper dolls and scraps. Um, I actually came across some handmade paper dolls and handmade paper clothing, and it looked like it was from the thirties. It was just beautiful. And, um, the person really took a little time. I mean, they weren't a perfect artist or anything, but, um, you could see the inherent struggle. You know what I mean? But the, the concept was, Hey, I am a creative and give me paper and scissors and a little bit of pencil and I can go places. Yeah. I mean, nothing was going to stop that person. They were ingenious. They were having fun with what they had. And I was just so darn impressed with that. You know what I mean? I was just so darn impressed with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with um, making things easy on yourself and using pre-made stuff. But that there's something, I don't know, it's a different feeling when you actually make it. You know what I mean? Um, you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to make embellishments for my journal. I'm going to make pretty things that can go in my journal. I am, oh, like, wouldn't it be fun, like flat out flabbergasting fun to make some pretty flowers flat, one-dimensional flowers that um, maybe out of book pages and stuff, but they could be transformed into pockets and tucks and things like that. That would be a super blast. Sonny, write that down. Wait, Sonny, you're not here. You're you're with dad back at home and, and I'm here all by myself in the car. Who's going to write it down? Okay. I'll have to reference this podcast. Whoop, I got a funny click. Um, <laughs> yeah, my notification sound, uh, for some reason, I got... Um, the sound that sounds like an old camera click, click, click. And my husband says, it sounds like somebody cocking a gun. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I guess you're right. It does too. So it's kind of funny how those two sounds sound similar. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm assuming you guys could hear that sound too. So yeah, I wasn't cocking a gun. No, it was definitely my notification camera click. <laughs> but um, yeah. So sometimes using what you're doing when you're not crafting is a way to thrive. So folding the clothes thinking of clothes, thinking of clothes on you led to a paper doll, making paper dolls with paper clothes. Yeah. I wonder if I can do that. I'll have to give it a try. That sounds like fun, actually. Maybe we'll try that. Uh, Because I I don't know, there's something very, very nostalgic about paper dolls. 
um, for, for me. I guess I grew up in the, the time period of paper dolls. And um, it was always tricky, you know, to cut them out when I was little because my fingers had no dexterity. And I was using those blasted, rounded children's safety scissors, which cut nothing. Okay, hello? Nothing. Couldn't even cut wet spaghetti. And, um, um, but, you know, somehow I probably tore half of them out. (laughs) That that would sound like me. And, um, yep, there I'd have my little paper dolls with those little white flaps, you know, that you could flap around. And there she'd be all dressed up to go, go for her day. And, uh, maybe some days it was work day and she would wear work clothes. And then other times she was going to some cotillion, you know, there's always a cotillion to go to or a cocktail party. Then there was the cocktail dresses. Remember those? Yeah. And, uh, then she had a few gala, you know, dresses, things like that. How fun was that? I don't even know who she was, but, uh, definitely she was there and she was a big presence and, um, uh, you know, easy to clean up. Well, sort of, it depends how much cutting and trimming you do, but, uh, uh, I don't even think we had fussy cutting scissors back then. I don't, maybe the adults did, but nobody shared them with me. No, nobody told me that it would be much easier if you had special scissors to cut in those tiny little places that we love to get into with our craft. And, um, uh, so what else is going on? Oh, um, I got what I asked for for Christmas. Almost. Um, a little bit was lost in translation, but we, we shall not mention that. Um, but I got a, a, a Dremel um, so I can drill tiny things. And um, so we'll see how that goes. I have to experiment with it. I have had a Dremel in the past and I, I, I know I have one at the house somewhere. I bought it 25 years ago. And I can't find it. And nobody throws their Dremel out, right? That's like a great tool that you would save for those moments where you just need to do something tiny. Well, I guess I haven't needed to do many tiny things, but now I feel like Maybe I, maybe I would. I don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe something with little journals with like drilling little holes for the threads or something that just might be easier than a paper. I don't know. Probably don't need the darn thing, but it sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. And, um, so what it was missing was the stand. I needed a stand so I can use it like a little baby drill press. And, uh, so, um, I'm going to get that on my own and, uh, we'll just never mention that that wasn't there. That's okay though. (laughs) Um, it was a thought that counts and it was very appreciated. So thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, that was my dear hubby. (laughs) And, um, so I'm very excited to use that. And, uh, you know, if it goes well, I'll show you, I'll show you how it works and everything. Like, um, see if you're interested in something like that, but let's see if we can have some fun with it and figure out how to work the darn thing. It has like a million accessories and I probably won't use most of them. I just really want the drill thing. Um, but we shall see, maybe it, it can do other things I haven't thought of yet. Um, I mean, it's really known for engraving and sanding and polishing and things like that. And I don't know how much we need to do that in the journal world, but you know, that's a limiting thought. I need to break out of that and say, okay, if you were going to polish or sand, I mean, I do use sanding block, right? Hey, yeah. So, um, maybe there's a a place in there for Dremel sanding. You never know. Um, you know, we're like little uh, chimpanzee monkeys. We, we get a tool and we start to learn how to use the tool and all of a sudden it becomes our best friend. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think actually when I'm thinking back, why did I buy the Dremel originally? Probably had something to do with jewelry making. I used to make jewelry many years ago. Um, just fun, crafty jewelry. And I was, pro- I was probably collecting seashells or sea glass or something like that. And I wanted to drill holes 
and uh, I thought my, the Dremel was my answer. And uh, I, what I probably didn't know is that you need a special bit, um, a special drill bit, in order to drill through shells and sea glass and things like that. And then also you're talking about little shards of glass flying in the air. Who wants that? Um, so that's probably why that whole thing stopped. But um, paper, you know, I, I never even thought about it with paper before. So it's a whole new thing. You watch. I'm going to come across my old one now that now that I have this one. I'm just going to be like, oh, there it is. There it was the whole time. Yep, that's it. And uh, I, can, I can remember putting all those little bits and the Dremel in a plastic bag and I stuck it somewhere and I just can't find it. And I've gone through the garage, although there's some areas I have not deep dug into, you know what I mean? Like the deep d dig I need to do in my craft room right now to really find out what I have, taking accounting of everything in my drawers that I've completely forgotten about. Because there's no use hauling home more stuff if you just keep filling up the space you have, right? And you don't know what you have. You're just making your own world smaller for no reason. So I need to get in there and make some stuff. Yep, that's right. Make some stuff and use the stuff that I have and then, but create new things. Yeah, take it in different ways. Um, you know, this is the brain of 2021 for this little crafty girl. And she's going to have to look at things with new eyes um, to see where she can take her stuff. <laughs> so I'm hoping you've got your own new eyes on. This is a new year. It's not a new year. It's still 2021. I think I mentally moved into 2022 already. Uh, it's coming up soon, but let's uh, give 2021 a big kiss and a hug. Goodbye and send it on its merry way. And uh, just enjoy the last little sleepy part of it. And uh, let's just craft and have some stuff or have some fun and carry, carry on with our crafting, enjoying each other and enjoying ourselves and having lots of fun along the way. So thank you so, so much for hanging out here. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, you can find all my information. Uh, I think I have it. It's not very well laid out, but it's in this podcast somewhere, and you're going to find it also in the description boxes down below each video. Um, but come on over and um, come and check out a few videos. Have some fun. Have some laughs. And I wish you all the best. And I'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Pam at the Paper Outpost here.